Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this week we're talking about Assault on Precinct 13. Yes. Um, yeah, it's Salt and Precinct 13. Um, not related to the holiday season at all. Nope. Um, it's just the way things worked out. Uh, uh, well, this... Uh, well, uh, I guess uh, by the time you hear this, I hope you guys... It'll be all... after. Yeah, 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 this will be the first episode I, after Christmas. So I hope, so. Uh, I hope you, everyone had a great Christmas. Yep. And uh, the, yeah, because you won't be hearing this. This won't go live. This won't go up until after. After Christmas. This will, this will be the last episode of 2016. True. So, happy New Year to everyone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hope you had a good Christmas, and hope you have a good New Year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Assault and Precinct 13 was released in November of 1976. Um, so we're doing a 40th anniversary 40 review, as old. opposed to a 30th, yeah. like we've been doing a lot of times. Um, and was written and directed by John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as... Scored. Scored, well, like most of his movies. Yeah, and, yeah. and edited by... Mm-hmm. Um, John Carpenter joint. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, top and it's bottom. it's actually it's only it was only his second film after mm. after Dark Star, of course. Yeah, and so it's before Halloween, so yeah. it's like before he kind of really broke through in a big way. Mm-hmm. Although I guess this this kind of got him a good ways there because um, when this first came out, like response was kind of lukewarm at first. Yeah, like the the, the American response. Yeah, and then it really was shown. Kinda... I forget where it was, but it was shown at like some big, like a big festival yeah, or something in, 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 in or Europe. Something. Yeah, yeah, and it was like very very well yeah. reviewed, and then that kind of broke through, and then mm. yeah, it it is definitely one of those like um, it, it there's a a bit of a uh, like like going back and looking at so that like the history of how it was viewed. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of a like it, it came out and they're like and people are like hey, it's okay. And then, like, it got big press at something very yeah. accredited over yeah, in yeah. Europe. And then suddenly, like, foot to, like, less than a year later, right. everybody in the States but is like, oh, just... our bad! But, no, never, but, never mind, but, it's great. But, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of that may have just been because people didn't really, not very many people saw it initially. The yeah, and then yeah, once yeah. people started it, seeing it, it those, they were like, like oh, that's really it, good. It, it probably wasn't hitting the kind of the right eyeballs. So, um, what's interesting is that I am a big fan of Carpenter's films, mm-hmm. but um, I had never seen this before. I actually he saw the remake. Uh, yeah, I also have long seen the before remake. I yeah. saw this. Yeah, I saw um, the remake, that's which with, uh, and now I know that it has very little to do. Yeah, uh, because Lawrence it's a completely Fishburne different Ethan Hawke. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's the same plot. That's it's about the same or not even it's, the same plot. The oh, same, it's totally different plot, but it's like the same basic premise. The premise like that's what I meant to like say. of of them being in this like semi abandoned mm-hmm. police precinct defending against like. Yeah. You know, attackers, and that's really the only that's similarity. Yeah. Like none of the characters well, are the same. The the core like kickoff of like the 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 conflict between like the cops and the gang like wouldn't work in a modern sense anyway. Like yeah. that was a of the time kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, this movie is mm-hmm. a very much like this movie is nineteen seventies. Yeah, absolutely. Like, but I mean, it like, would be anyway. Solid. Um, so it was heavily um influenced by um like westerns mm-hmm. howard hawks particularly yeah. uh rio bravo yeah um particularly well, originally it was going to be titled 
uh, assaulting Alamo. It was um no, it was, like uh, it was the Anderson Alamo. The Anderson because Alamo. Anderson is like the, the, the is the the um like and the neighborhood. And then it was actually the distributor renamed it Assault, Assault on, on Precinct, Precinct 13, 13 yeah. which is funny because yeah. it's actually Precinct 9, yeah. District 13. Yeah, it's, yeah. Although Division in the 13. movie, the sign above the police station says District 14. Really? Yes. I didn't notice <laughs> so that. So it, it says... But district, it, it says... It says District 14, Station... Well, it's Division... They say Division 13. Division 13. They actually 13. say in dialogues. They so. actually say Division 13. They say Precinct 9, uh, Division, Division 13. 13 yeah. So yeah, so the but distributor called fair, it... Precinct 13 sounds, er, sounds yes. better. It just and sounds they, better. And the distributor <laughs> called it that because they were Although, going for that kind of ominous... Assault on Precinct 9 sounds okay too, but yeah. 13, because it's like you unlucky know, 13. Yeah, it's that more ominous kind of kind of sound Mm -hmm. um so what i do think is interesting about this um because not having known a ton about it uh prior and having seen the the remake which is like 2005 i think yeah um yeah is that it's like a much simpler story because the remake is all like this stuff about like corrupt cops Mm -hmm. and all this like like intrigue and like betrayal it's, it's, it's like, elaborate in the way a betrayals like from within yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah but it's but in a very cliche way it's yeah, like every every so. movie has that yeah and i kind of liked the fact that this was such a simple like this like the the, the you know the it's more just a straight thriller it almost yeah it almost like feels a bit like and, and this maybe partly just has to do with like while he was given kind of uh uh, John Carpenter was given kind of like carte blanche to do what he wanted in the movie. He had yeah. a very low budget. It was only like a hundred thousand dollars, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, like super low. Um, because it's sort of the I mean, style that's not of... terrible for the time, but no, it's still no. not like a big Hollywood. The movie. style of filming and and the the like the simplest, the simple, the more simplistic plot makes it almost feel like it's like oh, it's an episode of that cop show where they get trapped in a precinct yeah. that gets under. Like it almost feels like oh, this is just like like an episode of of some like cop show that was on in the seventies. Yeah, kind only of. Like only like you know, it's like oh, it's got that police officer that everybody likes, and yeah. you know, it's you know. Um. Yeah. So basically, the idea behind it is that it's based off of um the the story is basically a convergence of three separate sort of aspects that come together right so we have um our sort of main hero is um the character of lieutenant bishop lieutenant ethan bishop it's his um, first day played by austin at, stoker yeah it's his first day as a like lieutenant, lieutenant. like he's been promoted yeah. up yeah. um he's actually a highway patrol That's, yeah. officer but yeah. um but yeah and basically like he gets put in um <laughs> command of this well the at the yeah. precinct nine division 13 yeah um uh he gets put in command of this station that's being shut down yeah so basically, basically like help him wrap it up for yeah the day. so he's looking yeah. over so like for, for like the day. last hours basically yeah. until the next day when it's going to be shut down and it's being moved because it's being moved yeah. to a new like location literally the phone's in power being shut off in the morning <laughs> yeah so pretty much he's just babysitting yeah. this spot and uh then the other and there's like um like a couple of like officers there mm-hmm. there's a couple of secretaries yeah um yeah well yeah there's like a secretary and like a phone dispatch yeah uh, lady yeah um 
and there's uh call dispatcher i guess she runs yeah little bit. well they're I, they're listed both as being secretaries Secretary, but i mean i guess you know one she's she just she's she one of the, i mean the secretaries here. usually would man the phones anyway right so that's yeah. kind of one of the things they do so um, unnamed unnamed the second character actually unnamed because um, Leah is the main one, and then the other one, it's Lee and and Julie. Julie, but I yeah. think they don't say her name in the. It's yeah, in the credits. It's in the but, credits, but not yeah. in the. In Actually, the interestingly, um, a lot of, yeah. Julie is um, played by Nancy Loomis, who mm-hmm. actually appeared uh, fairly prominently in uh, Halloween. Is well yeah. known for that, and actually did um, uh, was in the Fog as well, which is the next John Carpenter movie after mm-hmm. that. And she had cameos in like Halloween, like two and three oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. So like she's she's had a lot of involvement, and she was also um, uh, credited under um, another name, like a variation on her actual name, because Nancy Loomis is like mm-hmm. her stage name. Uh, was actually also like the um, like the in charge of like costumes, I think, or something like that for the mm-hmm. movie, something like that. Anyways, um, but the other one, Lee, is kind of the main the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's played by Lori Zimmer, um, yeah. who I thought was really good in this, but uh, she she retired from acting like very very shortly yeah, after sure. and yeah, did, did very things. little. Um, actually, that's that's sort of like a common theme with this movie, but I'll get to that. Um, so then the other element is the gang, which is mm-hmm. the Street Thunder mm-hmm. gang, um, <laughs> and uh, basically a bunch of their members get killed. Or they, they've they've uh, they've stolen these like high powered guns. And yeah, well, stuff. that's how the, the the that's like the the, the kind of the, the, the news report. Yeah, the there's a news report at the beginning. They've well, gotten the movie actually opens up with a street gang being gunned down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. So they they had gotten these guns and stuff like that, and then so basically the the police pretty much trap like a bunch of them yeah. and gun them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the warlords mm-hmm. of the gang do this like weird blood ritual thing of yeah, like yeah, yeah. like cholo blood yeah, yeah to to like announce like their revenge that they're going to take revenge by basically just like mm-hmm. you know going on a rampage essentially yeah um, and and it all takes place in like um, this neighborhood Anderson which is mm-hmm. described as like a ghetto in in yeah. Los Angeles um, yeah that comes into play later when they're under assault yeah. and they can't. Like, all the houses, like, in the nearby lots yeah, are all abandoned. They're abandoned or, like, you know, it's sparsely populated yeah, enough yeah. that, you know. Um, but, uh, so then, uh, the so the sort of second threat is that, um, so the, the warlords are, wa- are wandering around, and there's this guy with, like, uh, his daughter. Yeah. Um, and they're going to pick up their... Some um, acting there. Their nanny. Uh, yeah. Because they want their nanny to come live with, live them, with them, because their yeah. nanny lives in this, like, terrible neighborhood. Um... And they stop uh, because he, they can't find the place, and so the dad stops uh, to get um, to, to make, make a phone make call, a phone yeah, call yeah, from yeah. a phone booth because it's the seventies. Um, <laughs> and the the girl goes over to cause there's like an ice cream truck, and she goes over to get ice cream. And the the warlords of the gang show up, and they kill uh, the little girl mm-hmm. and the the ice cream guy. So the dad sees it freaks yeah. out chases them down yeah because he gets the gun from the ice cream truck because yeah. the, the before the ice cream truck guy dies he, he tells he him he has a gun, oh, a gun in the glove so he yeah, gets, yeah. finds the gun in the ice cream truck 
chases them down in the longest chase scene in history yeah actually i was really impressed with like the stuff with like the camera like mounted on like the, the, the car, the car yeah. like down on like, the sub- above the wheel and stuff which i was like wow you did not movie. normally yeah, see yeah, that yeah, back then yeah. and they were shooting on like full 35 mil and everything mm. um you know because they wanted it to look good um and so the dad uh actually man kills the the warlord that that killed his daughter uh, <laughs> just the, just just the most again like it's such a bizarre it's weird sequence yep. where it's just like well the, the guy just like well the interesting thing is that though the warlord characters are really not characters no 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 they're like just... none of them like they're very recognizable by face like you can distinguish like oh that's that one that's yeah, that yeah, one yeah, that's yeah. that one but like they don't say anything mm-hmm. they don't like it's other than noble, other than yeah. that little that, bit that at the beginning when they're one, doing yeah. the their ritual, but like they don't really say anything. They're not real characters. They don't no. really do anything other than just like wander around and yeah. like attack people. Um, so it's very strange. Um, so the dad kills the the one warlord. Yeah. Um, and then runs off, and pretty much all like the shock of everything's happened. He 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 wanders into the precincts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's like pretty much catatonic. He can't even really explain yeah. what happened to him. So, and then, of course, so the gang is now following him to the precinct. Mm -hmm. So that's the second thread. And then the third thread is uh, a prisoner transport uh, where they're bringing these uh, three prisoners to, like, death row. Mm -hmm. Um, And the three prisoners, there's, uh, I have it written down, is Caudel, who's, like, who's really sick, apparently. And then Wells. And then Napoleon Napoleon Wilson, which is our other other main character. character. Um, So, again, like, what's interesting is that... um, there's very little like exposition or any mm. sort of real backstory yeah. for anybody in this. Like you, the characterization is just pure what the characters say and do in the yeah. movie. We really get no indication. Like that's like that is again what really led. To, I mean, they even bring it up. Like they they directly address yeah. the fact that like they're like because they say that like Napoleon Wilson. They say Wilson like you know killed two men or something yeah, like that, yeah, and yeah. that's why he's there. But like they even bring up, they say like you know why did you do that? And yeah. like, he never really answers. Yeah. And so you get like no information about what the situation is. That is again, is. one of those things that like makes it feel a bit like a TV show. Where yeah. It's just like, Oh, you should, you already know who these characters are. We don't yeah. have to tell you. But you I know, thought it like, was kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want I mean, every very, movie. It's a very minimalist, uh, yeah. uh writing style. Yeah. For it. And yeah. I mean, and, and, and Carpenter, I mean, he, Carpenter wrote the film very quickly and mm-hmm. he, uh, it was like something like, I can't remember the exact number, but like, what what he said? Every, uh, yeah, it was very. He he joked later about like you know maybe a little too quickly because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it is a very minimal script, um, but uh, but like I say, it's more. Well, just... I mean, all the like the, the, it was written quickly. Yeah. Uh, I he did the score in two days. Yeah. The whole thing was shot in twenty days. Like yeah. it was done so. But I mean, again, they were really up against yeah. the budget. So you, you know. know, and and funny enough, um, I mean, like I say, I'm I'm a big fan of Carpenter's work. Mm. I've I had not seen this before, um, and I don't like it as much as some of his later, like, real yeah. classic stuff. Like, I consider, like, some of his 80s masterpieces, yeah. like, The Thing or, like, mm. Big Trouble in Little China, yeah, stuff like yeah. that, that I just consider, like, his masterpieces. Yeah, but this... oddly enough, this is his most highly rated film to this day. It is 97% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Which, and it's to me, seems, I don't know. I'm well, like, I think I just think for, it's interesting. For, for, I think it's no, interesting yeah, yeah. that the mainstream like critical stuff is not thing as, is rates no, it so highly. It's one of those. To be fair, like mainstream stuff, the more eyeball something gets on it, the more likely you're going to have 
more people that dislike it also see it. Yeah. Versus something like this, which probably not seen by that many. No, no, but I'm just saying, like the the fact that the sort of establishment Mm. kind of critical, you know, opinion is very high on it is Mm. very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, Um, I don't think it's that great. I mean, I think things there are pretty good things about it, but yeah, like, like I. It's more. I've never like. It's a lot. It's way better than the remake. It's which more I didn't really like even the first I, when I, I first I, saw it. I remember nothing of the remake other than who I wasn't. Was in it. I wasn't that impressed yeah. with it. Uh, it's I way, think I saw it's, it at the time. It's, so way, it's, like a, it's way too convoluted. Ten, ten years ago, I I just but like it's like if I was recommending like like John Carpenter movies, yeah, like this wouldn't be one of them. No, uh, I mean it wouldn't. If be... I was re- recommending like movies from the seventies, yeah, like like gang movies from the seventies, something like I, I I feel like uh, like I I, I guess it's a, I, I much would rather like say watch the Warriors than watch this. Yeah, uh, I've never actually seen the Warriors. Uh, I've seen oh, bits really? and pieces. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, it's not really it doesn't interest me really. Uh, it something about this like. I like the story, but mm. maybe it was the fact that it was so um, minimal. Yeah, well, uh, I like that. So, just um, I wouldn't want that for I, I wouldn't want that in every movie, but I, it's refreshing I, as an occasional. I was, I was like the fact that it was a uh, like the thriller, not the I get that sort of the, the not suspense, the thriller style of it. Yeah, is what kept me interested, mm-hmm. but definitely like not really the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, like I said, I mean. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of interesting that the fact that that there is like no real backstory or exposition. Yeah. It's, that, it's basically the character. Time. The yeah. characters are purely what you yeah. see on screen. It's what yeah. they do and what they say that yeah. defines them, yeah. rather than being told, "Oh, this is who these people are, yeah. and this is what you they should never, think about them." They never have to, and they never. Be you know, the thing where they they do the like. Uh, there's no audience by proxy member. Yeah, where they're like. Why is he explaining this to him? Oh, because it's for our yeah. benefit, you know? Yeah, like, so I mean, I like I say, I wouldn't want every movie to be like that, but mm. I think it's really refreshing as something different from what you typically get. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, um, concerning uh, what we were talking about earlier about the, um, the how it originally didn't, like, hit well with American audiences, uh, one of the things that uh, was a real, like... Uh, like sticking point for that was the scene where the the one warlord shoots uh, the little girl with yeah. the ice cream cone. Yeah. And evidently, because it was, it's like quite graphic. Um, you yeah, know. a lot less so than I was expecting after all the hullabaloo. Hullabaloo, uh, yeah. Because I, I I remember he- like it's the only thing I ever knew about the movie oh, really? for years. Yeah, see, I, I remember I hearing about that all the time and oh, what a big yeah. deal it was. Now, granted, yes, okay, the merciless just like you know murder of a oh, kid so in, in is set, a big deal. Maybe from the point in, of view, from in America, especially in American too. movies. Yeah. yeah, and I get that, but at the same time, I was yeah. like, it really yeah. isn't that yeah. graphic compared to and and I mean, honest, I mean that's. I mean, the Carpenter way, like even yeah. a lot of the stuff, like all the death scenes and stuff like this, like this was just often described, especially at the time as like being like very violent blah, yeah, blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like really tamed by what we would expect. Oh yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's not, I, I think it was, but that's not a factor. It was so more much the, so much like not necessarily that people were being killed. It was the 
the on-screen depiction of how they were yeah. being killed was the... But, I mean, it was a little edgier than maybe yeah. people were used to at yeah. the time. But, I mean, when I think about other films that came out in this era, mm-hmm. that stuff that, like, like I have trouble watching because of, like, how disturbing, like, like, like early Wes Craven stuff, oh, like yeah, Last yeah. House on the Left and stuff like that, yeah. that, like, I just find, like, really, like, mm-hmm. ugh. Like, when I think about stuff like that, I really don't see how this could be even I'm, remotely it controversial. Might, it might be. <laughs> it might be partly. Yeah, true. It might yeah. be partly. I mean, they were on, uh, they were supposedly X-ray. threatened with an X rating. Yes, yeah, for that yeah. because of that yeah. scene. I couldn't and, believe I mean, it. Uh, and even John Carpenter's admitted that, like, if yeah, he was and, like, and, I, he was like the filming that the, the scene right. where he shoots a girl. Like, he's like, that I was young and silly. I, yeah, I probably and, shouldn't have done it the way I did it. You and know? Carpenter has always people don't realize because he's done a lot of horror movies mm-hmm. that. He's not the sort of gore hound, explicit, no. gory kind of uh, uh, horror and, type of filmmaker. Yeah. You go back to something like like Halloween, which is considered like one of the great like classic horror films. Yeah, yeah. And there is almost no yeah. like explicit violence at all in that. Oh. Like, there's barely any blood seen. It's all atmosphere. Yeah. Right. So that's the kind of stuff that he prefers. Um, he doesn't normally do uh, much in the way of like bloody kind of stuff yeah. and that. So you know, people often get the wrong idea and just think like, oh, like, well, he's a horror director, so he puts in all this violence and stuff. And it's just like, not usually, actually. Like, it's a very rare thing. Yeah. Um, it's not really his bag. So, um, you know, in that sense, I suppose. I mean, sure, yeah, a lot of people get killed in this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's all sort of like it's it's the kind of stuff that like wouldn't even be controversial on tv nowadays it's you know a little bit of like fake blood splatter on on, on the clothes i'm wondering if it was more like a perception of what people being what the movie was like topically about. yeah i think that's probably like people expected oh a wes craven movie to have like oh this is just a a, a cop movie like and then it's true like i think and to be fair might might have hit a little bit too close to home because that kind of stuff actually happened you know at that time there was a lot of you know uh gangs and Mm -hmm. and you know violent crime and stuff like that yeah um you know especially in those rough areas yeah um, I mean, I suppose there still is, but, uh, but, you know, there's no question of things. I mean, just statistically, it's a proven thing and mm-hmm. things were worse overall yeah. back, back then in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's true, but I just, I was surprised by how tame it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? That's, that's what, that's, answering. that's what all the big deal was about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I like, I didn't really get it, um, but you know, but, but yeah, no, I mean, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed like the the just how simple it was. It was mm-hmm. it was refreshing. Yeah, I, I liked that. They do they do a good job you know, of the like the ever like trickling down of like like they 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 have to board the walls up yeah. and then they're running out of well, ammo. Well, it was also they, kind of even though it's it they're, a, they're repelling like a a armed like gang, mm-hmm. but it also kind of has almost like a zombie movie aspect. Yes, very and it much, was actually much, yeah. Carpenter admitted that there was. As well as like the westerns and stuff, you know, obviously like the you know the small group fending yeah. off a large yeah. you know group of attackers and in, in essentially a fort, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, essentially it is a western yeah. put in urban terms. 
Um, but he did admit that there was also influence from uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And I mean, that's quite obvious. Like, you can see, Especially like, in that when the, final gang, scene when the gang is, like, climbing in through windows Nose, and they're trying yeah. to, like, shoot them yeah. before they can get in. And, like, and then that one scene where they're, like, holding up, up. The, the boards and they're hitting the. Yeah, the, the, like, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, there's some very zombie esque mm-hmm. moments. Um, which, I mean, you have to remember, this is 76, this is very, quite early on in that. Like, yeah, that that's, I mean, still pretty a much, new concept, Night, yeah. Night of the Living Dead is pretty much the only thing they really had to be influenced by at that point for mm-hmm. that type of genre, because, I mean, like, Dawn of the Dead hadn't, hadn't come that out hadn't yet, come out, yeah, no, you know, been, and stuff like that, so, later. yeah, that was 78, so, yeah. so, I mean, like, basically, yeah, Night was pretty much the blueprint mm-hmm. to go by for that type of movie. Now, there, of course, there's oh, hundreds yeah, yeah, yeah. of them, thousands of them, um, but yeah, so, I mean, like I say, I wouldn't consider it one of Carpenter's... Well, I wouldn't really consider it one of Carpenter's best for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can sort of see why it's well-reviewed, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, I like the quirkier stuff more. Like, yes. something like, you know... Big Trouble in Little China. I just it's, think it's like... It, stuff like that is just a masterpiece. It's actually like, kind but of I can, impressive, like, that, like... Oh, that's the, this is the same guy. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, dude, this was a this was only yeah. his second film. Yeah. You know, um, I I wish I remember Dark Star better. I haven't seen it in so very long. Well, Dark Star is, I was, like a, is I was like a teenager when I saw even it, so. more. I mean, Dark Star is. I mean, you talk about low budgets. Yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it brings a new meaning to the term low budget. Mm. Um, it's it's you know it's very much. I mean, it's basically like a glorified student film yeah, for yeah. all intents and purposes so but you know you got to start somewhere yeah. and and the fact that the fact that carpenter literally kind of started at the bottom mm-hmm. you know and and kind of worked up like you gotta you gotta wonder sometimes about some of these um filmmakers now like i feel like sometimes maybe they get too much well, too fast and they don't well, know how to handle that, it as well we've seen that already with uh i mean for example, I mean, you you like the end result anyway, yeah. but um, what's his name with where he did um, did the new Fantastic Four? But, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, to go from did, uh, what was the Chronicle Chronicle, and then because that got such yeah, you know, and absolutely. then that was a very but I mean even style but film. even Chronicle, while small for like a big like you know special effects mm. uh, kind of driven movie and stuff like that. That's still, you know, whatever it was, $30 million or whatever it was, right? Which is not, like, a tiny budget or, you know. um, But, yeah, I mean, these things where a lot of times a director will come out with, like, one sort of indie movie. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, these guys really have a really interesting vision. And then the studios will jump all over them. Yeah. Put them on some big project. Yeah. And it's like... And, they, and often yeah. it doesn't work out oh, that yeah. well, you, you know? Even though lot. they have talent, they can't handle, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean... The idea of gradually, I mean, even James Cameron yeah. started with at yeah. very low budgets and worked mm-hmm. his way up, you know? I'm also wondering, too, if, if sometimes we don't always see, uh, because, like, movies like this, mm-hmm. like this Assault on Precinct 13, like, they just don't come to the theater anymore. There's yeah. no room for these kind of movies in the theater anymore. Right. We just don't see some of the, uh, for, like, the more new directors, Yeah, we just don't have an opportunity anywhere to see, like, they're the works that got them to where they are, which is well. But I mean, like you can see, you can look at their credits, and you can be like, oh, you know, uh, yeah. But but we don't. You can see that oftentimes they only know do the director. Yeah, you're just like, well, who's this guy? And he kind of made this crappy big budget film. Yeah, and you realize, oh, this is his first big yeah. budget film. But that's you what know, I mean. Yeah. Is like I'm talking about the ones where like they they 
you know, they, yeah. they get catapulted into yeah. that arena so quickly because a studio will be like, oh, this guy's talented. talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll throw them into that. And it's like, well, that's not necessarily the best yeah. way about it. And a lot of those classic guys. Well, like, they're, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, kind of good for the, the director or, or whoever, you yeah. know, like they're getting some recognition. Yeah. But they're definitely, it's one of those like, well, this guy's hot right now. Let's cash yeah. in on it. Yeah. And it's like, if you look at all those sort of real classic guys like Carpenter mm. or Sam Raimi or like, you know, guys like that. Where, you know, they started out very low budget, very independent, figuring it all out themselves, and then gradually going up yeah. from there, you know, until they were ready to do something bigger. Yeah. Um, that doesn't... That, that, and I, I feel that, like... That model of uh, working hard and producing a number of, like, smaller films to prove yourself because the... What? Uh, the... the Hollywood seemed to the studios mm. seemed to be much more interested in um, holding on to veterans yeah. rather than what seems to be the case now is I mean not always the case but um, the next new hot person to direct or or I mean you see it with actors too where an actor will be in a like small like real low budget like like student film or something and but very widely recognized and then the next thing they're in a hundred million dollar film and it turns out they just actually don't have the acting chops to pull off yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, and I, I think that's less of an issue than with like the actual like director or oh, filmmaker no, no, no. who by has far, like everything far. riding on then, their oh, shoulders. Yeah, no, I mean by, like by far, by far. an actor it's, it's yeah. like nah yeah. you know. Um I, but it's it's definitely the desire for Hollywood to want to uh whatever the current hot thing is to grab onto it and make a buck off yeah. of it. And and we do. It, oh, funny enough, though, we keep seeing them do it. We keep seeing it fail, so they don't seem to be learning very quickly from. Yeah. The, well. You know. But I guess it's a case of they're willing to, like, they'll take five failures if they can get one person to make an Oscar-winning th- movie. Yeah. You know. Um. Uh. But you know, versus say, you know, the, like you said, like the John Carpenters and the the. Yeah, the, the I, guys I just who. who worked on. I mean, what what came out after after Assault of Precinct Thirteen? That Halloween. Was, yeah, and that, seventy-eight. Yeah, and that must have had. I think that probably didn't have. Wasn't that huge? Probably a budget jump. No, it was, you know, it was probably less than than, yeah. than Assault was actually. Yeah, yeah, you know, but so, it's even more contained. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 with Assault on Precinct Thirteen, I mean, sure, it's low budget, but you yeah. got to remember, there's explosions, yeah, there's yeah, tons yeah. of gunfire, yeah. you know, squibs and blah blah, mm-hmm. blah all this kind of stuff. It, it's a very whereas like he, Halloween he has like nothing. Like, what does Halloween have? You know. <laughs> A, a mask. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, a mask like, in a house. You, you know? know, yeah. You know, so, yeah. so I mean, uh, Halloween I think was probably even lower mm. budget. Oh yeah, yeah. But they had more time, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I, my guess would be. And Halloween, you know, was this this? I mean, this broke through somewhat, um, but Halloween was the real big breakthrough, and that was the one that really. Um, but I mean, like, he even, for example. Uh, when Halloween was a big hit, and the oh, actually, the Halloween had a budget of three hundred twenty-five thousand hmm. dollars. Wow, so, yeah, okay. I don't I know what they spent it on. Well, it's just very professionally Lots made. Lots of masks. Lots of. Masks. Well, I guess it's just very professionally made. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still not that much. No, I mean, I mean they compared were... to where like he ended up, but I mean, yeah. again, it was a step. Yeah, you know, um. On his way to to, but yeah, like I just feel like they, you know, they sort of took its time, and then so I just feel like without getting off onto like a huge sort of tangent, which we kind of did, but like I just feel like when viewed in that light, um, while this may not be his best, 
the fact that it came so early yeah and that it's as well crafted as mm-hmm. it is is pretty impressive you know and just kind of show goes to show yeah well, uh, it, it, that there was definitely, definitely something the, special it, his, there yeah his skill as a director already very yeah um uh, you know, even like even stuff. I mentioned something like with like the car chase scene, like the yeah. the camera on the on the outside of the car and stuff like that. Like, which yeah. I mean, you know, you, yeah. get, you don't see that that much even nowadays, let alone back then. Yeah. Uh, for a low lot budget. of the uh, a lot of the shots were like how like it cut from one shot to another. Like the the timing of it was very good. Yeah. Um, the one scene that really um, just pops to mind is. Um, where they they are breaking into the the back of the uh, police station past the cells, and uh, Leah is she's got a revolver, and she's getting them like one by one by one as they come around the corner. And the, the way it does the cut back and forth between her shooting and the guys dropping, and then you know, and then she gets shot, she gets clipped in the arm, yeah. and it, the the cut back and forth and back and forth is very. It's it's very high tension, yeah, um, and it's very 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 good. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it's just very simple, very just you know a thriller. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, I I I found it kind of refreshing in that in that way. Um, But yeah, it wouldn't be one of my favorites. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be like the first one I'd recommend by any means. Not even close. Mm. Um, I think that definitely. I think Carpenter's at his best with the quirkier stuff, Mm. which is not for everyone, and that's you know yeah <laughs> that's the but, only I mean, problem he's, he's done he's but, done a lot of non-quirky stuff too that people will like the you know halloween movies and stuff like that yeah. like it's it's starman it, starman yeah you yeah. know that's one that you can recommend to people who don't like horror or mm-hmm. or any or you know quirky. yeah it's a very down-to-earth yeah yeah uh john carpenter film um so but, you know, there's uh, a yeah. lot of you know there's there's something out there for everyone mm. in, in he had nothing to do with the remake did he that was no no i didn't think so no, hopefully he got a couple dollars. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who knows? Um, yeah. But uh, I know he did for. I know he got paid for like some of the other stuff. Like they made a really terrible remake of the Fog. Oh yeah. And I know that that was pretty much just a matter of like, well, the Fog was <laughs> got, Fog. Got paid. Is like 1980. It was the next one after Halloween. Okay. Yeah, because uh, he didn't. Uh, after the big success of Halloween, they wanted him to make a sequel, but he wasn't interested. Mm. Um, so pretty much, they offered a bunch of money um, for him and and Deborah Hill, who was like his creative partner, and then um, to write to basically write it um, and just hand off the script. Oh. And so they made Halloween two off of them writing it, ah. but that's all the involvement they had because he wasn't interested in doing sequels. I've, I've never seen any other than the original, so... I... He never did any sequels for anything okay, so... until Escape from L.A. Oh, right. Much, 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 mm-hmm. much, 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 much later. Yeah. Um, so he was very... He's one of those filmmakers that always wants to do the next thing. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to go back and, you know, do sequels and stuff like that. Um, although he did, uh, not only... He, he, he not only co-wrote Halloween 2, but he also did the music for it. Yeah. And um, he actually did the music uh, for Halloween three as well, hmm. which has even less to do with it. So, but you know, yeah. Well, it, it's one thing. He's, cool. um, he's good at. That's like also like like not just a great director. Also, hey, he's good at doing scores as well. Yeah. Um, and actually, I was really impressed with the music in this because um, again, it's quite simple and it's very um, it's very limited. Like, there's only mm. they even it's even says somewhere like I was reading up stuff about the movie and there's only there's only about three to five yeah different kind of pieces that are just kind of 
you recycled mm-hmm. um, and just used at the right moments. But considering how fast he had to do it. Yeah. But what's really amazing is that, you know, you you remember like from like the 80s and stuff, a lot of the sort of synthesizer based like film scores and stuff mm-hmm. from the 80s. That was like a big thing. But like to do a synth score in the 70s, like in the mid 70s, like that this, wasn't the usual. Well, I mean, it, it was around. I mean, like, like there was, you know, uh, like Tangerine Dream and yeah, stuff was yeah. like doing it. But I mean there were a lot just technically it was much more difficult mm. at that point you know than than it would even be in the 80s um so to even just be able to do that like at that time cuz uh the, the 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 equipment was just so primitive mm. um so to get much of anything out of it was um cool so and uh you know it's a, they had a nice nice catchy theme in this it's very memorable you know little riff Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of comes back again and again. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was neat. That's always good when you can have like a, a very specific theme associated with it, the movie, and it's like you always recognize, like, oh yeah, that's the that's that main theme, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's you know, I mean, that's always what you remember, right? That's a. Uh, it is definitely one of those things that I feel maybe has gone sometimes from certain like movies. Like, to some degree, it's, 70s, it's, it's definitely, definitely not the as realm prominent. Of the seventies and eighties films. It's not yeah. as prominent now, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not getting your Axel Fs and yeah, your yeah. hilariously. You know. That's all that's been going through my yeah. head the whole time you've been talking about the music. It's just, just that's all that yeah, the song is going through. You're not through my getting head. as much yeah. of that sort of yeah. thing where it's those very distinguishable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you hear the song, you think about the movie, you see the movie, you think about the song. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that that particular case of, uh, is, of Axel F is is, is is bizarrely like like well known but uh, yeah, but I'm just saying um, like I'm just yeah. using it as an example yeah, it's no, a really no, obvious yeah, one yeah you know so yeah yeah but uh, yeah no uh, glad to finally ch- check it off the list yeah you know? yeah yeah There's probably haven't not too many haven't seen probably it not really too many long. that you haven't seen now of his uh, Carpenter yeah no uh, this is the last one I think um I haven't watched that last one they did where like because he didn't do any movies for a really long time, mm-hmm. and then he came back and he did um, the Ward, I believe it's called, and I haven't watched that yet. I have it, I just haven't gotten around to it. I really should watch it. Mm. Um, it actually got pretty good reviews. Oh yeah, um, which is quite unlike most of his most of the other later work that he did. Um, and aside from that. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think I've seen everything else. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the filmography here, and yeah, there's a lot that. I mean, you're talking about just stuff he's directed, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah trying to see more thing, Christine, Starman. Prince of Darkness, I haven't seen. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he took, yeah, he went. Yeah, the Ward was the last. Yeah, yeah. Ghost of Mars. Oof. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ghost of Mars is terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's that's unfortunately terrible. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, not that. Oh, actually, you mentioned, because uh, he wasn't, uh, he did uh, Escape from New York. Yeah. Um, I was reading a thing where one of uh, his inspirations for Snake Plissken was Napoleon Wilson, this character from. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. He's sort of an so, uh, anti hero. Yeah. 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 But, uh, it, yeah. Got a uh, smoke. Got a smoke. Yeah. 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 Are you? Uh, is it? Are you curious? Or 
Are you judging or are you curious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, curious it is then. Every time when everybody asks him, like, why'd you did it? Yeah. Because yeah. they either want to know why he did it or, or uh, you know, what, what do you, you know, how do you, you, you know. So. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, 70s classic. Well, a well, uh, a well, uh, well, uh, highly uh, critiqued. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oddly critic. enough, I wouldn't have expected yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Considering, like, the age of it and uh, known as, like, oh, it's an earlier work of his, you know. Yeah. But, no, it surprised uh, me, but that's fine. I like being surprised sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Being surprised is better than being just, like, like, yeah. oh yeah of yeah. course yeah same as yeah eh. Predict- predictable yeah yeah um but yeah um yeah so yeah assault on precinct 13 that's uh that's yep excellent um so that's that's uh that's it for this week and that's it for 2017 16 uh, yes, 2016. Sorry, my thoughts were ahead of myself there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be back with episode 79 in the new year. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully if all goes well, we'll be talking about Rogue One. And uh, then after that, we have our top 80 of the 80s. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Our, our, uh, I know you've been, you've been. I, yeah. You, <laughs> I still haven't really figured out exactly what I'm going to do in this situation. Yeah. Luckily, we can we can we still have a couple of weeks. We can we can yep. figure it out. And uh, my my cursory just brief look through of of the early '80s, uh, I I feel your pain. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I think uh, for for the second half, I think I'm going to be fine. Yeah, um, like in terms of being able to narrow it down yeah. comfortably. Um, but the first half, I. I I don't know how many. Yeah, do. yeah. That it's that's it's, a, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. I got I got I got as far as eighty three mm-hmm. and I already had way too many movies. And I was like Wow. Damn. Well, well, <laughs> most of mine don't even start until after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like eighty four and eighty five. Eighty four yeah. is a nightmare. Eighty four is a nightmare. Oh maybe this guy got to eighty four. I could do a tie I could do a top five just eight, in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. As it's gotta be one of the the biggest yeah. like one of the best uh, years for movies ever. But uh yeah, well, we got we got the it's the the eighty four and eighty six are the two, but like luckily eighty six we can work around a bit because it's like we've talked about a lot of those movies already, you know. Eighty six. Well, the thing is, is that we've talked a lot about a lot of eighty six. I mean, we movies. Could covered a lot just this year in the the thirtieth. Yeah, we've talked yeah. a lot about them just because of the whole fact of this being two thousand sixteen. and We yeah. did the whole thirty year thing. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like. Uh, like there's a lot of movies from '86 that are like I think it's just sort of more iconic films. Yeah, there's a lot that I'm like like oh that's a good movie, yeah. but like uh, there's not that many from '86 that I would feel oh, would that, have yeah. to be on the list. Oh, that, that helps a bit, then. if any. Yeah, yeah. Um, but '84 is just killing me. <laughs> so we'll, yeah. we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll have to do a special 1984 episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right then. Yeah. So so that'll be it for this week. Yeah. And. Uh, and That'll be it for this year. This year. So uh, until next year, cheers. Bye-bye.